Welcome to another exciting episode of Sales Masterclass, where each episode we bring you the top sales performers from the best-in-class sales force. We share their thoughts and ideas on what makes them successful. I am your host, Simon Chan. Hi. Thank you, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Sales Masterclass. I am your host, Simon Chan, and my gosh, today... We have one of the hottest rookies uh, in the company, Mr. John Pepio. Welcome on, welcome to the show, John. Thank you, Simon. How's it going? It's going great. First off, I have a bone to pick with you, buddy. Okay, I. Okay, we, you and I were in rookie class together. We did the trainings together, and I made a declaration that I would win rookie of the year in front of everyone. And you, in 2017, smoke the rookie class and you you won the the rookie of the year congratulations very very proud of you i'm just happy for you man great job last year oh thanks i appreciate it it was, it was real a lot of fun yeah you know what's amazing john is that you rookie of the year is no great feat right because um i mean you you had a great number you smoked it i mean you were uh, like top 10 in the company as a rookie so you beat out 70 plus people on top of that and really, coming in as a rookie, you learned all this new business, right? So, what, what what did you do last year? I mean, to if you have new people listening, or if you have these people that are coming into the company, what advice could you can you give them to to kind of follow in your footsteps? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think it's a few things. I think one is that you got to do a lot of self study and really dedicate yourself to learning and becoming an expert in a new craft. So. You know, I did my homework, I worked with my team to do the best I could to increase my expertise on the different product categories and just getting out there and seeing the people, meet, meeting the doctors, meeting with my manufacturing reps and, you know, just having fun with it. So I think that that's what helped me accelerate my uh, my learning process when I started and had a great year. So, Okay, so how, okay, you're, if people don't know, you're in the uh, uh, Miami, what, what the territory do you have in Florida? I'm in South Florida, so I cover south of Miami all the way up to about an hour north of West Palm Beach, about three hours north to south on the southeast coast of Florida. Right. So uh, the truth, really, studying knowledge when you have all the beaches, all the pretty landscape, you have all that stuff, you're really... No, I'm just kidding with you, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, there could be a lot of distractions. You know, there's, there's better places to be than uh, you know next to the dentist uh, trying to scan some margins <laughs> that's for sure but again learning a new business what what industry did you come from from before before this i was in a surgical sales so surgical instruments and in hospitals like the or style processing for a few years and then i did a couple of b2b before that to get some sales experience so got that's it my background that's awesome and your views i mean i the way i see you in class whenever we because obviously i haven't you know been with you with doctors or what have you but when i see you in our training classes when i see you when we're doing all these things together uh, as, as as digital technology specialists your your enthusiasm and your your wealth of knowledge i mean that's is that just a natural curiosity how do you get that how do you where do you come up with that kind of stuff well, I like to learn, and I'm also uh, competitive, so I take my profession seriously. So I do the best I can to, you know, be the best I I can at my job, and and you know, so I can help my team members and help my customers. So, you know, it's a it's a curiosity because I know that it's it's also necessary for me 
to to have success and keep moving forward. So I just right. you know it's kind of just always the way I've been. Uh, that was from upbringing, you think, or is that is that kind of like you know schoolyard justice when you were a little boy and you know people would beat you in tetherball and you would just work harder the next day or what? What do you see that from? Yeah, like, it kind of is. You know, I've, I've I've been into sports growing up, so you know I, I'm you know I'm used to winning and I'm used to losing. So when when you lose, you you always just used to trying to get an edge, and sometimes that edge comes from hard work or you know mm-hmm. finding ways to to excel i suppose yeah yeah i can see that also from a lot of doing this podcast and talking to a lot of the uh uh uh, uh, successful people in our company it's the same exact thing it's it's a competitiveness but it's not like oh i'm going to bury you uh competitive or i'm not going to teach you my secrets because you're very open if i call you you're very open to share your ideas if we're sitting down we're talking but it's more of a competitive competitiveness within yourself right is that what we're talking about yeah, I agree. It's a competitive within yourself. It's yeah. So I mean, part of it is that you want to be number one, and you know, right. you kind of get little thrills of, you know, the higher up in the rankings you are, and people, yep, yep. you get recognition. So recognition, the more recognition you get, it kind of gives you an extra boost and and drive to you know be successful too. Because once you you have a really good month or a really good year, you kind of feel like you have you have a little bit something more to like live up to. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And and I think that's why also on, on that on that note, it's sort of that, you know, even though like I jokingly said, oh, I made the declaration I was going to win Rookie of the Year last year and you won. I, I was genuinely happy for you because I know how much hard work you put into it. I know what kind of uh, uh, work, you know, the ideas, your after hours, all the stuff that you put into it, you know, fine, it, it really paid off. So and I, I'm genuine about that. I think that's the camaraderie we have with our, our peers, right? We all are genuinely competitive. We want to be number one. We want to, you know, we talk smack if, you know, we beat, we're beating each other out. But we want to still, we still congratulate each other on the wins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the, the same way. You know, we have a great group. So I usually look forward to the uh, times that we get together, whether it be our national meetings or trainings, because, you know, we could kind of use even more of the uh, time together to, you know, pick each other's brains and, stir that uh play right competition so what can you do this year what are you uh what are you thinking about doing this year to to follow up with your your great success because it's tough act to follow man your numbers last year that's a pretty tough act to follow yep yeah sure (laughs) you don't have to tell me that (laughs) Um, well luckily i see as opportunity is that there's a few areas that i definitely can improve on you know i started as a, a cad cam specialist so Everything I knew was trios and plan mecha, and a short, mm. short year later, the last slide of the uh, the deck says a Sarek Sarek Sarek. So there's <laughs> w- one opportunity, but also in the tech central and the uh, practice management software space, just getting a little bit more versed in um, those areas. I did well with software last year, but just uh, being able to do more uh, computer hardware and hybrid backup system so just just different areas and some of the high tech i'm gonna try and focus on that and also just become a little bit more creative with the events that i have in my in my territory and just to kind of spark some enthusiasm with my team and some of the local doctors to you know make sure everyone's having fun and engaged in a uh, digital dentistry Right, and it's it's an interesting point, John, that you make because uh, our bag is, we have so much in our bag, 
and 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 we have to be an expert or at least dangerously uh, have expertise in everything that we have. It's so much easier, like you said, if you when you used to work, you would work with one or two products, but we have such a huge bag and is ever changing because it's technology it's not like a chair or a compressor where you know the technology doesn't change this is constantly constantly changing you know what i mean how do you stay passionate about it like what do you how do you stay focused on on keeping that that drive to 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 to, to learn and and stay on the ball well as far as uh, keeping the drive to stay on the ball yeah we have a lot more product categories that we're responsible for but it also, in a way, gets me into different situations with doctors, gets me in the back, and gives me other avenues to earn the trust of uh, our customers and our our partners, the field sales consultants, that when I have opportunities to go in and talk about document scanners with Dentrix and Easy Dental <laughs> and cameras and Twain drivers. and So the more I can be well-versed in... 8 million different product categories, <laughs> then I have more opportunities to, to gain trust and, and have success, I suppose. But, John, what, what are okay, so what are you passionate about? You're not passionate about tweens and imaging software. What are you, what is John Pepio passionate about? I'm pa- what am I passionate about? Yeah, what are you passionate yeah. about? I guess I'm passionate just about living living a, a fun spontaneous life per se mm-hmm. uh-huh. you know, i like to travel I, I like to be different places and that's why i love being in sales a lot because it's a, a new experience or you know new encounters every day and it's always something new and fresh even if it's you know the same product or you know you feel like you're doing some things over and over again yeah you're always at a different place and meeting new people so you know, I, I think what what I'm passionate about not only is you know my my profession in sales and being successful, but I'm passionate just about kind of you know living life in a spontaneous manner. Yeah, but I take uh, well, that question a little bit different than what do I enjoy? Then, you know. Okay, I, I see what you're saying, but but is it kind of almost one and the same in that if you're passionate about something, you can you know it's something that you like doing or, or something that you want to tell your friends about or anything like that. But let me ask you this then, John, if you if you present present it that way, what do you enjoy? What does John Pepio enjoy? That's a very good question. Well, I enjoy going to the beach, spending the weekend with with my girlfriend and our friends and my family, mm-hmm. her family. Nice. Nice. I like watching hockey. Unfortunately, uh, my Rangers are not in the uh, action. Play. I see your boys out in uh, Vegas look like uh, they're having some fun, so I kind of got sad. One one zero last night. The town was on fire. The town was on fire. Everybody, you know how you know there's no uh, real hockey fans when people are like posting stuff about the team. And you're like, dude, you don't even watch hockey. You don't even know what icing is. Like, I don't even know why you're, you know. But yeah, it's pretty. It Everyone's like joining the bandwagon. It looked like a scene out of like any given Sunday last night with that pregame uh, <laughs> show and all the uh, people in costumes and stuff. Yes, yes. I was exactly. like, is this like a real? They're making a show out of this out there. <laughs> Which is funny because you know everyone says, "Oh, Las Vegas, you're never gonna have you know a yeah. professional sports team hit." But we sold out every single game. We're in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're number one in the Pacific. So, you know, everyone's talking about it. But I, I, I am, a, I'm a Rangers fan also. So I don't, I don't. Oh, I mean, okay. yeah, because I'm from New York, New York City, from New York City. So, but that's why I don't even. I'm not really big into here. Everyone joining bad wagon, but it's good for the city. So it is, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Exactly. 
So, what do you? Th- how do you define success, John? In your in your terms, and, and I love the fact that you got you know you you're like you like said you did spend time with your family and you love to spend time with your girlfriend and that's wonderful and that's kind of what I'm I like as well too. But how do you define success? What would be success for you? I know last year winning Rookie of the Year was a great was a great win, but how would you define success this year and going forward? Well, I'm a goal-oriented person, so I think a big part of success in, in anyone's life is being able to you know, consistently achieve goals that you, you set for yourself. And those goals usually tie into your happiness or what you want out of life. So, you know, I usually try to set some goals monthly, yearly, maybe even weekly. And, you know, I always keep them in the back of my head or just keep notes of them and try to improve myself. So I think that that's what a lot of how I define success is being able to achieve goals and, and always constantly improve yourself. And that, that, usually, that, is, that usually leads into more success in other parts of your life. That's great, John. And you're right in that a lot of successful people write down their goals or they have it clear like on a vision board or they have it clearly somewhere. But having actual goals versus waking up in the morning and say oh what am i going to do today right or waking up and saying oh where am i going to go today or or etc etc but actually having the the physical goals the actual goals and like you said i think the best part of that john what you said was the goals that lead to happiness it's not just your goals oh i'm going to hit this amount on sales or i'm going to do you know this amount of emails or whatever it is but really it goes it leads to everything else in your life right goals in your 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 mentality your physical your your health everything like that having those kind of goals again all leads to happiness and that's a, that's a very very good point do you write down these goals yourself or do you just kind of just kind of go with it or how do you how do you how do you you know digest these goals i write down my goals about monthly i keep mm. like a, a word document kind of like a diary on my computer about you know different goals that i have for the for the following weeks out or the following quarters out and just you know as a way to kind of base myself how how everything's going i love that can you give me a time and i ask this question on i I, it's really interesting because i get different answers i ask this question on 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 the podcast to everybody and everyone's sort of like you know answers differently but i love it but can you give me a time when you actually failed when you had a failure and how, how you kind of overcame that failure one of my favorite uh failures that i overcame was my uh was it 10th year i mean no 10th grade in high school Uh i got i got cut from the uh jv basketball team i never played organized basketball but i always played with my best friends who were all on the high school team of the high school that i moved from and Mm -hmm. so they're all better than me but Mm -hmm. i got better and better and i thought i actually had a chance at making the team and and then i got cut so i was kind of bummed that i ran all those sprints and you know (laughs) i I put all this i put all this sweat equity in i was just one of the guys that didn't even make the team and then you know i just kept working even harder and harder i went to a summer summer camp with my best friend up in a syracuse university that summer and the next year i came back and i ended up making the team and i didn't i didn't play that much but it was a great (laughs) feeling that you know i kept at it and you know it's pretty rare that your first time playing an organized sport is at the varsity level and then the the following year the coach told some of the the players that were trying out for the jv team like look at look at pepio as an example like he 
he got cut and he worked harder and harder and ended up making the team. So I I love that story, John. I love the fact it, it's, it's so typical. Michael Jordan gets cut from the varsity team and then you know you yeah. know that kind of stuff where that failure in life pushes you for everything else right it's always that person that you know was too short not fast enough etc works that much harder next year you're like rudy you're like the rudy of, of <laughs> yeah. I, I saw that on tv the other day yeah. <laughs> that's exactly it. you're like hey i'm rudy you know what's cool too i realize you have you're the kind of person that has that last name that everyone wants to call you by instead of your first name like how many sure. people call you john how many people call you peppy it was like probably 50 50 i'm guessing right uh, probably more like 70, 30, Pepio. Really? Yeah. <laughs> My whole life has been like that. So, so you have that last name because it's just it just rolls off the tongue. It's kind of a cool name. That so was it's my like dad and my uncles and everyone. I think that's just it was just one of those last names. Yeah, that everyone just like calls that person by. That's <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, see, that was a great story. In that, again, um, early on in that, it probably taught you lessons, right? The, the, and it's driven you and I, and, I, and I love that about you John is that you it, success or failure it drives you to work that much harder because last year honestly I had an okay year I could have had a better year and kind of one of these the reason I'm doing this podcast is almost therapeutic for me right because I, I don't I felt like I failed it last year I failed you know um, myself and not doing better and I'm trying to get these ideas from you and from all the the luminaries really in, in, in our company and trying to get all these uh, uh, put them all together to work for me, and I, I and I hope that people are getting from this podcast as well too. And I want to thank you, like because you're sharing all this knowledge, you know, and and that the, the gift that you and everyone else is giving in this podcast is helping everyone be that much more successful, helping our company be that much more successful. So thank you so much for your time so far. Um, you know, I I want to I want to know what kind of lessons, uh, mentor wise. Uh, a lot of people use mentors like their, you know their family. A lot of people have mentors and their company and all this kind of stuff. But mentor wise, for you, any lessons and any nuggets uh, that you uh, have learned and taken away with you from your your mentors throughout your life? Yeah, there's a few. The biggest mentor has probably been my my dad. He 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 came up in, in sales himself. Mm. I was uh, I would say I'm part of the uh, reason for the sales lineage in my family mm -hmm. being uh, his favorite mistake <laughs> and forced him to uh, sell copiers in New York City ended up in industrial supplies and finally like you know hema medicine for hemostatic like cancer patients so he went oh, wow. to Baxter and some other medical sales companies and I kind of saw how sales were and uh -huh. you know just how the industry was and how you can make your own schedule and and you know make as much as you worked for so you know he always taught me about just you know taking a genuine interest in your customers and you know being a good team player so that's mm. also kind of where i got my competitive drive from yeah as, as far as other pro like professional mentor uh there was a gentleman that i worked with at my last job in surgical sales His name was todd and he, he you know he basically showed me the ropes in, in in medical sales and you know we still keep in touch and talk about you know different strategies or you know if i'm going through a, a bit of a slump here or there just what i could do differently so 
you come so you talk about you come from that lineage of sales like from your Mm -hmm. dad so my dad as well too wasn't it weird when you're a little kid and you saw like your dad just you know wearing the nice suits or doing the different things you're like god this is so glamorous right sales is so glamorous he gets to travel and he gets to do oh where's he going now and and then you get into it like this is not as glamorous as i thought it would be right (laughs) sales back in in that day you know your your company has a you know the press suite at the uh, the, the yankees (laughs) game to take your customer out to the game exactly now it's like sunshine act i can't send a usb a control box with a sensor without exactly i can't no i'm sorry i can't buy you a sandwich i'm gonna have to put that in my in my notes it's eight dollars but i can put that in my notes yeah but it was like back in the day it was like you know madman glamorous you know they're just wearing nice suits and they're drinking you know scotch you know what i mean it's like that life and then you you go to your first trade show you're excited and you realize man this is hard work Right. Like I'm standing on my feet all day and I'm trying to sell, you know, this stuff that everyone else is trying to sell. And, you know, the doctors aren't giving me a time of day. It's, it's funny because it's not as glamorous as you perceived it to be when you were eight years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm still able to fly across the country and hang out with Michael Poro and Ken Hunt in the mountains. And <laughs> That's the that. challenge of sales. So that is true. That is yeah. true. I love it. So now that we talked about, you know, some of your uh, talked about your failure and talked about your mentors and stuff, what have you learned? What can you give me one of your great successes that you're really proud of, John? One of the great successes that you can that you know you can kind of and I brag about, man, because I'm I know you have a lot of successes, but yeah, one of those good stories, buddy. So one of the one one of my biggest successes in sales was early on when I first started. I was uh, selling industrial supplies on straight commission in like Brooklyn and Queens up in New York before I moved to wow. Florida. And wow. one of the uh, one of the big accounts that used to do business with my company was like Delta Airlines at JFK Airport. So mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. one of the accounts that since it was in, in the area that I was working in, you know, I was tasked to try and go get the business back and and be a rookie and still learning you know drill bits and welding rods and all types of industrial supplies it was right. a little challenging but they could kind of see that i was really working hard to want to learn their business and and want to partner with them so you know i got their commitment that i could be one of their secondary vendors should should anything go wrong or should they you know have a need for any of our our supplies sure enough i showed up on, on the right day after like every two weeks i called on them after about uh-huh. like three months I uh-huh. was there, and one of their uh, vendors for some of the specialty chemicals that they use for, like, basically maintaining the lubricants on the wheels and gone out to the weeds, but was screwing up. <laughs> so he, they, let, they gave me a chance, and they, they finally gave me, like, a first order. And then I okay. started just getting the orders for chemicals, and then sure enough, by, like, five months later, that account became, like, a $20,000 a month account. Wow, from zero. In, sa- in sa- Yeah, in sales. But it, it, I was selling direct, so that account ended up paying me like, you know, $2,500, $3,000 a month. So wow, it's just like from that one. I, okay. I basically was able to bring a national account back into the fold from, from, wow. from completely losing it. Just just, so, just with persistence and, yeah. that That is a great win, but, I mean, that that's kudos to you in the way that people, like, that's what you have, right? That that effect on, on, on people, John, is that, that trust. Because when I first met you, the way you are is you have a great personality, you're, you're very energetic, and you have this good, you know, positive energy, but people trust you, right? I, I think, you know, that's why it, 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 you know, you're really good to have a wigman in it when we go, you know, party, because, no, I'm just kidding, but... Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> but you know, I think that's great in that you, uh, you 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 demand that trust, and after you gain that trust, and here's here's another uh, aha moment is you have to follow through on that trust, right? Because they wouldn't be giving you the business if you didn't do as you said you did or would do, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a big that's a big part of it. You gotta you know do what you say you're gonna do. You gotta follow up, and you know because it takes that that long to gain the trust, but it could yes. take you a week. A week and a half to just blow it for for, right. for a while, right? And that, and that's the thing. And to, to to get that that trust, to gain that trust, and to maintain that trust, that's the most important thing. Because you know we live in a society now, John, where you can you get an email, you get a text, you get a phone call, you what you in, everything's instantaneous. There is no reason why we can't, unless you're in an office for like two hours, you can't respond within a couple of hours to someone. It drives me nuts when people don't respond like for like two days. Like I don't understand why, you know, it takes two days for someone to respond on anything where the courtesy of it is you could just kind of like, you know, you know, set it up and just shoot a quick text, you know, or mm-hmm. email because everything is so instantaneous. But maintaining that trust, I think, is, is, is a great aha moment for our listeners to understand, or especially for the newer um, uh, rookies that will be listening to this podcast is when you go into an office or when you're when you're in your centers you got to gain that trust right you have to gain the trust from your 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 fscs you have to gain that trust from your ess's and everyone but maintaining that trust is where the secret's at right maintaining that trust yeah. is 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 the important part because uh you know the interesting part of uh, of your 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 office your center john is cuz you added another DTS, correct? Yes, a newer gentleman. Yes. Yeah, I, I remember meeting him at our meeting. Um, how does the competition or how does the teamwork work? Because you guys are essentially fighting for the same piece of pie. Yeah, yeah, that that's correct. Uh, there's no real breakdown of like, all right, you work with these six FSCs, you work with these six FSCs, or mm-hmm. you cover south of this geography, you go north uh-huh. of this geography. So. It's not like wide out in the open competition, but you always know that, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's, it's real healthy, actually, that it makes you even stay more focused and, and more on your game because if you're not or if you're MIA for a week or you don't know what you're talking about, it's just that easy to, you know, when you type in your Outlook email outbox, like instead of saying to John P, send to John G, and, and maybe, I'll get, maybe I'll get that quote back today. So you know, That's pa- true. Papa Shine knows what they're doing. Exactly. To keep everyone um, on their toes, keeps everyone, you know, on that on that competitive edge. But you know what I'm excited to see, though, John, is you look at the the Mike and the Tonys here on the West Coast, right, who are, number, you know, uh, yeah. traditionally have done traditionally well. And then we have you and the, and the new kid, um, which would be kind of weird next year because if I'm interviewing him and not you next year on the podcast, it'd be kind of awkward. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> which will no, it's not gonna. But uh, it, like you said, it just drives the competition to be better, right? It drives everyone to uh, raises everyone's game, you know, to that level. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It does. yeah. So I I, I love that. Uh, I love that. Now we're kind of getting to the end of, end of the podcast, uh, but I wanted to uh, thank you, John, for for joining us today and giving up your time and, and and sharing your knowledge with everyone on the podcast. I really do appreciate your time today. No, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for having me, Simon. It was a lot of fun. So I'm glad I'm able to share what what made me successful last year, and a lot of it is just being part of a great DTS team. You know, we have Dan and Mike in Florida, and we're all we're all close friends and. Everyone's willing to pick up the phone and help, and 
even even having a new DTS in my area or, you know, people have multiple people in the company that some think they might be competing against, everyone's open to help helping each other because, you know, we're a good group. And I, and I, and that's a great way to, to, to end it. John, you're absolutely right in that the, the, uh, culture, the climate that our leaders have brought us together in a way we're not, we're not working against each other. We're working with each other. Like I said, with you, I can call you and say, John, what are you doing here? Can you help me? You have any ideas on this? Or when you run your, you know, when you do this, how can I do this? But also if we're in the same office, like, like the new guys, you guys are still working together. You, you know, there's so much, there's so much business out there. You guys are helping each other grow, helping the center grow, and finding new business. And that's and you're, you, can, I couldn't have said it better, John. You're, you're awesome. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Simon. Have a great day. You as well too. And on to all our listeners, thank you for joining us on another episode of Sales Masterclass. I'm your host Simon Chan, and uh, remember to always uh, be good to your clients and be better to your family. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of Sales Masterclass. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and guest. Please be sure to subscribe and like this podcast. I'm your host, Simon Chan, wishing you health, happiness, and prosperity. What y'all want to do? Want to be ballers, shot callers, brawlers, who be dipping in the bins with the spoilers, on the low from the Jake and the Taurus, trying to get my hands on some grants like horror.